Hello, everyone. This is the VN Talks. I'm Tala. I'm Kata. And I'm Marga. Today, we have a nice episode for you guys in, uh, in honor of Olympic season. We're going to talk about Olympic controversies, which Kata and Marga are very, very passionate about. They talked about it for like As everyone hour. should. As everyone should, yes. Yeah. Everyone watch the Olympics, guys. Yeah, watch the Olympics. No, and actually... Yeah. No, no, like, actually, now, like, you will see more, like, if you are, like, on TikTok, you will see that, like, on your feed, there are going to be, like, a lot of Olympic things, like, a lot of um, Olympic athletes in the villa showing all their sports and stuff. And the reason is because the Olympic Games want to start um, approaching more young people. So I think this is a good way for a lot of us that don't know, like, a lot about the Olympics to, like, get a little bit of a taste of it. Like, really, the Olympic Games are suffering yeah. a lot economically in a lot of ways. But one of the main things is that a lot of the people now that go to the events, well, not this year, but usually are usually elderly people. And the Olympic Games is like, well, the people that are seeing this thing is dying. So we need a new generation. So yeah, well, so the Olympic like, Games asked us to post an episode on it. Yeah. So I would love that. But actually, actually, no, no. This is, this is not... This is not monetized, so please, you can buy us a coffee. No, but we tag them. We don't get, we don't get any money out of it. <laughs> Olympics, if you want to sponsor this, you're in time. Anyway, Tala, you were introducing the episode. <laughs> no, you, guys, you guys go ahead, honestly. <laughs> Start off I think episode. I think we more or less know what this is going to be about. So yes, the Olympics, but we're kind of showing another side of the Olympics too. We're going to Kind yeah, of introduce the Olympics and talk the about it's their, <laughs> their history and some of the things that we know, like sports that we know there are at the Olympics. But we're also going to talk about some dirty things. Some, yeah, the yeah. dark side of the Olympics as the well. The dark side of the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, this year and not only this year. But just to get a bit into the mood of the Olympics and the Olympic controversies that we're going to cover today, we're going to start with our icebreaker, which I'm going to lead today. It is going to be a, a, a quiz, an Olympic quiz. I'm going to fail. And you're, you're definitely going to fail, or maybe not, maybe not, because it's, it's, like it's like a test with options. So okay. there are like okay. only four possible answers for each question. It, it, like you've got there should be five because of the five rings. Okay, Kata, anyway. next time say, say that before the episode, okay? Because I did not think about that. I don't have such a cosmic brain. Okay, I just, I did my best. Okay, so we're going to just, I'm going to just ask questions, give you four options, and uh, you can tell me what you think. It's a bit about like curiosities, controversies, and, and just general facts about about the Olympics. Then we get, we'll okay. get into a lot more social issues and actual controversies once we start with the episode so this is going to be quick because it's not as much in controversy it's just a bit to get into the mood into the olympic you know, uh -huh. yeah exactly should we buzz should we be like hey or i don't know <laughs> how do you what do you want your your button to be like should I the buzzer? I don't think yeah. you need a buzzer. You need a buzzer. You, you need oh, a buzzer. I need a buzzer. This is a competition. No, just like say something. Mine is going to be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, um, thanks God. This is not a competition already. <laughs> okay. Let's start then. Okay. 
so we're going to start with a bit of context of one thing that we really like and the BN talks that's talking about women. So <laughs> let's start by saying, did you know that women have been allowed to compete in the Olympics since the 1900s? So that is like the first year in which we actually had Olympic uh, female athletes. But in those first um, modern Olympics, um that that we are talking about we uh we we're saying okay they were allowed we started having women athletes whatever but let's be honest there was still a lot to be done so even though they could participate since 1900s what were the first olympics in which all participating countries sent female athletes because since the 1900s they could participate but Many countries did not want to send women to their to their sports. So, when was the where were the where were the first Olympics in which all the participating countries did send female athletes? Like, was it how, how Athens? Oh, how sorry. it was? No, how how at least sure. like countries at least all countries sent Can at least one female athlete? Yes. So the options are athlete, Athens, two thousand and four. Beijing, 2008, London, 2012, or Rio, 2016. So all of them like, uh, relatively, uh, relatively uh, close to us. Like, yeah, and actually, I was going to say, I was actually going to say, like, without the options, I was going to say Tokyo 2020 plus one. Because today, like while I was seeing like the like the little yeah, parade, like there were there were some no no, but there were some like teams like countries that only male like walked through it. So I was like, I was actually gonna say this once. No, but wait, no, this oh, ones God. are actually gonna the be the the the, yes. the first like okay okay buzzer okay I'll I say Rio is it real? What is okay? Should we have like two answers and then reveal or just okay. do you want yeah. me to answer? It's gonna say P. I was going to say uh, Athens because I think I've heard something about it, but I'm not sure. Okay. So the first Olympics in which all participating countries sent female athletes. So all participating countries sent at least one woman in their team. London 2012. Oh, so oh my God. That's so wrong. late. That's so, so late. late. When you said Athens 2004, I was like, the fuck? It took that long? What it took heck? even longer yeah i think the worst part is that like um until this year like today in the like the inauguration until this year they changed the olympic um bow i think it's called and mm -hmm. it's the first time and they changed it for it the words to be include to include like gender equality and i don't know something else but about equality it's the first time that we're talking about equality in the olympic games before that wow. like not even not even the numbers like even though like there are more now there are more sports that are only for women like there's like i think synchronized swimming it's only for women there's still more male athletes in the olympic games yeah so i think, I, I think this these are like the tokyo ones are the first like gender equal ones at least yeah the, number of for the weeks. flag uh-huh for the but, flag thing it was they had to be a man and a woman like it was yeah. mandatory it was gender it, it's yeah it's more gender equal but god there's still a lot to be done there's still a lot yeah. to be done yeah yeah Damn, that's crazy mm. and for yeah. people okay. who say like we're still equal eh. shut the fuck up sorry guys i curse a lot <laughs> <laughs>
You know, when we said that this podcast was clean, I think we, we might have screwed up. It's not clean. Uh, anyway. Anyways, question two. Question okay. Two. So, do you know, girls, that the, the Olympics were not always just about sports? So, I'm going to give you four options, and you're going to have to tell me what do you think was done the Olympics apart from it being a sport competition. So were the, was, were the Olympics, the Olympic competition, the sports competition, and simultaneously a diverse dancing competition? Was oh it at the same time an intellectual competition, an intellectual competition with chess and draughts as well? Was it as well an artistic competition with painting, writing, and music categories? Or was it as well a summit for political purposes at the same time the Olympic Games were being held? So four options, dancing competition, intellectual competition, artistic competition, summit for political purposes. Beep, beep, I said beep first. Okay, you say. Okay, come If I'm not wrong, like I think all of the answers could be right, but if I'm not wrong, it's a dancing competition because I know someone that went to the Olympic Games in 2008 for in Beijing, but they went for representing Colombia for dancing because there was gonna. They told me about this that simultaneously they had the dancing things. So I'm pretty sure dancing was one of them, but I don't know if like something else additionally okay. happens, and that's, okay. that could be. I think okay. honestly, I think yours is right, Kata, but I'm gonna go with the IR mind. Okay, because I honestly think it might be a possibility. Like, I wouldn't even be shocked. Like, it was a political summit because, like, everyone represents their own country, you know? And it could be, like, for political interests and, and stuff. So I'm going to say the fourth option. Yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> okay, so the correct answer is... Mm, artistic competition! Well, dancing so, is there. I, I mean, what I said is, like, a diverse dancing competition. I mean, there are like kind of dancing related sports that are in, that are re, that are included, but it, uh-huh. it is not a dancing competition. But okay. it was an artistic competition as well as a sports competition. As artists back in the day, in between 1912 and 1948, oh, wow. when uh, they could like for that span of years, they could uh, win medals for disciplines as painting, sculpting writing, so cool. uh, making music, etc. It was also a musical, artistic competition as well as a sports competition. So I have to it? research about the, I have to fact check, no, but I'm pretty sure because I know that they want, like it was a really important company, like this, like theater, musical theater company that I know uh, that went to represent a Columbia 2008 for dancing simultaneously to the Olympic Games. So I have to research what this, think about if it's going on still but i'm pretty sure dancing is still on it might it it might but i mean i don't know if the dancing competition is like linked to it or not but in this case it was the artistic competition that we were talking about okay Okay. so in our new olympics now 2020 2021 olympics plus one olympics uh for tokyo uh, they have added new sports. Now we don't have art anymore, but we still have new sports. Yeah. I so I've got I've got five options of sports that could have been added. Oh look, five. The five rings. Now in this one I have five options. Okay. So you're gonna have to tell me 
which one of these five swords has not has not been added to the Tokyo Olympics. Okay? okay. Therefore, the five options, there are four correct options and one incorrect option. So, the five op options are skateboarding, okay. surfing, solo synchronized swimming, sport climbing, and karate. Beep. Okay. Solo, sy solo synchronized swimming. I saw a documentary on the sports that were included, so I know which ones are. So it's solo synchronized swimming. But wait, skateboarding is in there? It's skateboarding. It's yeah, the, we've got it's skateboarding, the, yeah. sport climbing, surfing. solo synchronized swimming, oh surfing, Where were and karate. Okay, go Tala. Which yeah. one do you think? It's not. Bro, I think all of them. What the fuck? Okay, so I saw, I mean, karate like, doesn't sound that not normal for no, Olympics. Ka karate, karate, never mind. No, that seems reasonable. But surfing and skateboarding is just fishy. No, so they are. Super, so here's the thing. Swimming seems, uh, like reasonable too. But skating, no, surfing? Where would these surf? <laughs> you know, the ocean? What ocean? You know Japan? It's a freaking island. It's a Pacific. It's an island. <laughs> I are students. He's a bit off today. <laughs> and you know the next Olympic Games are in France. France also has ocean. And the next ones are in Los Angeles. There's also an ocean next to Los Angeles. Okay, Kata, stop exposing me right now. What is the right answer, Marga? <laughs> the right answer is solo synchronized swimming. So in 1984, in Los Angeles Games, uh, we had it for the first time. But uh, some years later, in, uh, after it was also like in the Seoul Games uh, and for the last time in the Barcelona Olympics in 1992, 92. they decided to remove it because it didn't make a lot of sense to have just one person synchronizing, like synchronizing with who. So it was <laughs> like they decided like it made no sense. Although it was like really cute to see a guy just going up and down by himself. They, but they were like, you know what? Let's just keep it a team sport. So the last time we saw it was in 1992 in Barcelona. And now it's just a team sport. Wow. And this is also the last year we're going to see karate. So the thing about it, it's that, yeah. It so comes and it goes. Yeah, no, it's really sad. No, it's actually really sad because... So the, the thing about including the Olympic sports, I... When I tell you, I saw a documentary on this. I cried my ass out. It was a great documentary. So basically what happens is that now the rule, because before the rule was in order for a sport to come in, a sport has to come out. But now what we're doing is that every every city and every country is going to decide which sport is going to like gonna be good, like going to be attract people, tourism in the specific country. So two sports that are coming back this year are karate and baseball. Because baseball is like huge in Japan. But the thing about Paris 2024, people don't really want to see karate. People don't want to see baseball. So they're only having it for one year and it's not coming back. The thing about surfing, surfing, skateboarding, and rock climbing, it's been a fight for over, I think, the first time they tried to include it in the Olympic Games was in 1990s. And it's been a fight for a lot of years. And the thing about the reason why they want to include it is because it's a sports that are really appealing to the youth. Because mm -hmm. like, 
like the, the, let's say the X Games, like everyone watches the X Games when they see like skateboarding. Like literally, I'm dying to see Sky Brown, this 30 year old girl from Great Britain, be one of the youngest medalists ever. I'm so like literally, I've been like counting manifesting it, manifesting that she's gonna be I'm the like, youngest medalist. She got. She she's just go, it. She just she just won gold in the X Games wow. against the people she's gonna compete in the Olympic Games. So like it's the thing about that, and like surfing is also like really important, like anything they said that the like the father of surfing in 1918 I think was he said that he surfing should be an Olympic sport and it took yeah. over 100 years for it to become an Olympic sport it was a really beautiful documentary it's on the Olympic channel you should go watch it if you like I cried <laughs> okay now we've got a documentary recommendation here today okay. yes anyway. okay okay are there more questions one last one. One, one last, last one. one. And we move on and we start with our controversies. I love how this is not a controversy. Always like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the entire episode. Okay, we're going to start the episode with the episode and then we'll, we'll just have the icebreaker in the end. The this end, is not sustainable. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there was an American athlete called Johnny Weissmuller. He was a swimmer. And he represented uh, the U.S. at the, at the Olympics um, in 1924 in Paris. He won like three individual gold medals uh, for, for swimming. He also like competed with his team and got the silver. Then in the next Olympics, he uh, got other two gold medals as well. So he was a really nice swimmer. But something happened. Of course, a sportsman can just, and sportswomen, they cannot just be uh, in the in the Olympics for their entire lives. Of course, they're every four years they take a lot of preparation, but they cannot like endure it for their entire lives because it's it's a really hard lifestyle. And at some point, they all like retire at least from the Olympics, even if they continue maybe in the world of sport for a bit. But you know, um, Johnny Weissmuller decided that instead of continuing in the in the world of sport once he left the Olympics. He wanted to be something else. So let's see what four options of what uh, Johnny Weissmuller became after he decided not to be a sportsman anymore. Did he become a country singer? Did he become a tailor for celebrities, like a designer and tailor for uh, celebrities and their costumes, for example, for galas? Did he become an actor and played Tarzan, or did he <laughs> tell us face? <laughs> or did he become? <laughs> no idea. Or did he become a tourist guide at his local, uh, at, at like his his locality uh, back in the United States? So what was he, the second option again? Wait, wait. wait what? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Did he become like? A tailor, a designer for celebrities. Did he become an actor and he started playing Tarzan? I'm going to say the actor one. I don't know why. You were very specific with that one. I think he became a tourist guide because that's something. Tourist guide of his locality. No, but like when you said a tourist guide, the first thing I was like about a museum about himself. (laughs) Yeah, an egocentric tourist guide. If you become an egocentric tourist guide, or yeah, so th- those are the options. Okay, so you think he's a tourist guide, Kata? 
Tyler said that he's gonna be an actor, so no, I, I think I that's that's a good actor, segue. I think I think actor and because you're just very specific with the movie about <laughs> Tarzan. Honestly, and like it would kind of be sad if he is... became a tailor after literally participating. I don't know. Am I being judgmental? <laughs> maybe. 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 We're, we're, we want to say sorry to tailors. Your your <laughs> your job is not. <laughs> we know what Tal is not going to be after she retires from IR. She's not going to be a tailor. a tailor. You should not come to her if you want your like some sewing yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> not your design. Like, does this guy have like? He could have talent for that. He was a swimmer. Maybe he maybe he sewed his own swimsuits. How would you know? Is that <laughs> is that your last answer? Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> okay, last answers. Tata. He's gonna be a tourist <laughs> tourist guide. A tourist guide is, is more sad than the tailor. Let me tell you that. Holding <laughs> people, something people's jobs. I don't care. That's Dude. A job. <laughs> I think actually, I think I will be a tourist guide. And Tyler's gonna be really disappointed. Tyler's <laughs> gonna hate me. No, but like, like Bogota is so pretty. I could be a tourist guy, like around. Exactly. Is pretty, but like but the fuck, I'm like. What if Johnny was Miller? Why didn't you show his? You city? get so much money, like especially if you do like tourist, like but, tour, like, but, like the guides. If, like if you do it in English, you get if, amazing tips. But and it's so easy happen? to just you just bullshit. You just bullshit but, the but, story but, of the town. Kata, what if global things happen like COVID? You know, when COVID hit, <laughs> God, it went to shit. They lost all their money. Online, online. Really bad. Colombia's already open. People are coming you here for tourism. That, you need to find a job that no matter what, you are you are good to but go. But like, I'm tailing that for like after I retire, like this guy. He okay, why are we tailing. talking about jobs? We're supposed to talk about on a big... Okay, so what did okay? So your last answers are tourist guide and actor. Yeah, tourist guide actor. actor. Okay, so Johnny Weissmuller later on, after he decided he wanted to swim no more, he turned into an actor and played Tarzan twelve <laughs> times in in the cinema. Twelve fucking times he I was, was Tarzan. Right. I was right. I was right because it just seems like it's it, like it actually I said the tourist guy because you said an actor honestly <laughs> honestly it just seems in, like and his name Johnny seems like an actor name I don't know why guys <laughs> I'm amazing at this I got one answer right okay let's move on <laughs> okay who won then so one point for you in this one one point for God's in the other the one so no tie. one wow. And there, no one there. One one. Wow. Because okay. no one, no host is better than the other. We are, we are equal. We are equal. equal. This is like, not about love. But not equality. like the Olympics. <laughs> not like the Olympics, but we are. The Vienna Three. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. Like okay, but before we started, like we started like going in a deep dive. Like I do have a question. Like, are the Olympic Games big in your respective countries? Because like I know, like in Colombia, like. We are really big on the sports. We just like it. Like, we're just like really competitive on that point. But I think the reason why it's because we don't have a lot of athletes. So the ones that we have, we're like support. We're like, you're the best thing ever that we had. Um, so, and like, we do have like, we do have a couple of like, girls that like are 
probably returning for like reclaiming their gold medals that they won like in the past Olympics. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, wow. But like that's the thing. Like I don't see like a lot of sports for the Olympic Games aside from like the ones that Colombia's in and like probably one or two more because it's I watch like them all. really important. I watch them all. So what about Spain culture? Is it big? It's big. It's big. I'll be honest. We 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 tried to be. We were like in candidates to be the ones like Madrid, another city I don't remember right now, and Tokyo were the candidates, the last three candidates for the 2020 Olympics. Like 20 and, years ago. Like, yeah, and we lost. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but you see, because we were manifesting that the pandemic was coming, we said, okay, we'll leave it for later, you know. But yes, it's it's a big thing. Uh, I mean, of course, it depends on whether you like it or not. And yeah. people are normally not as crazy as I am, and they don't watch every single sport that exists i just literally have the tv on and i watch everything that's on there there are no spaniards i don't care i watch it so um it's like of course it really goes like it's on a case-to-case basis basis i guess because people some people like them some people don't really care but in general there is a bit of an olympics culture because we kind of feel really united by sports especially like politically for example we're really like fragmented in many yeah. ways and we have so many Sports fights unite. and so many controversies but when the spanish a team football team plays god we're a nation when when we're in the olympics and we're seeing rafa nadal play tennis god we're a nation like it's like it, i cannot explain we're a nation i cannot That's explain it we hate it, we hate each other so much Guys, but then August, every oh four God, year comes, and we are a nation. Oh you know? <laughs> Please, someone go to YouTube and watch Marga. We are a nation. We are a nation. Yeah. We are a nation. It's weird, man. Let's chugger together. That's the official hashtag of the Olympic Games. Yeah, that's that's the that's the Spanish attitude with the Olympic Games, but not for real, especially with some sports. Especially with some sports. We are a nation. Especially with like tennis, with soccer, football, however you want to call it. I don't care. We are a nation. Basketball. God, I love watching basketball. I feel part of the nation. This has to be a clip. This has to be a clip on our Instagram. This is so funny. We are a nation. Okay. We are a nation. Yeah, here, when we receive, I think one of the most beautiful things is when we receive the athletes. Probably this year it's not going to happen, but like there's a big parade for the athletes. Like, we don't care. You didn't win. Congrats. You didn't face it because they're like, I love like it. 20 athletes. Like, honestly, they're, they're not like, I think we have, well, I don't know how many we have this year, but like, I remember coming back from the 2012 because it was the first time, like, I think in a long time that we've got gold. We only had like two goals. So, oh, yeah, like, we normally have like, like oh, a few. Yes! So, like, we'll, we barely get goals. We're, get, we're getting there. We're, we're proving. But I'm anyway. so proud when I see it. It's like you look at the ranking and Spain is like 27. I'm like, yes. Even if it were like 48, <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Like yeah, and then I look at like I look at Russia and China and they're all up there with like one hundred gold like, medals. We have three. This is why I still think this is why I think it's still a political summit. Like I like for sure. But what about Jordan, Tala? But they went though. Don't hate. Um, don't hate on me, Olympic Jordanian lovers. 
funny. No, no, no. I have like, I have a night with my host, no, no. Olympic lovers. No, 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 no. But like, um, like in the past years, Jordan really ha- hadn't had like a lot of players. But this year specifically, it's had a lot of players, yeah. especially people my age and one year older than me. Like, I know like my friend's um older brother. He's one year older than us. He's mm-hmm. he's going competing and swimming. He's he's a very professional swimmer. Always competed in swimming and he was he's very good at it and there's also another girl who I just heard about I don't know her she's from another school she is competing in running and there are many many other Jordanians that are competing so like that's it's really cool to see like I remember I saw mm-hmm. the, a clip of the opening ceremony yesterday and I saw like all the Jordanians coming out with their flag and like the the schmaz and it's like the you know Jordanian scarf I missed the Jordanian one I I, I literally saw the 250 five uh nations but i slept through some of them so i think i slept through jordan and it's i think fun. i slept through spain as well <laughs> i didn't see spain of course you didn't i was so tired you live in spain. but i did see, i did see colombia <laughs> they were mm-hmm. so pretty no, but it's really mm-hmm. don't come back don't come back cool to see like people that i know you touch spain in the olympics We'll talk. But it's we'll really talk. cool to see people I know competing. Like it's that's right. It's thrilling, you know. But yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think probably if the Olympic Games were like admitting people, your friends, like your your like group of friends, probably would be traveling to like maybe like support and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like part of the comedian stuff. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I was gonna be volunteer this year. Like I was gonna be. Really? I was supposed would, to be in Tokyo. That's so cool. I was supposed that's to be so in Tokyo. Cool. That is so cool. Uh, let's do Paris. Let's do Paris 2024. Oh, I'm for sure after, doing Paris 2024. We go volunteer uh, at the Olympics. Guys, I'm Please. so down. Let's go to Paris. I, I'm um, going to go to Paris anytime. <laughs> I just hope they won't be, you know, discriminating. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, God, we're going to work. I had to put it out there. Next topic. With next topic. (laughs) Anyway, Marga, you have prepared something for us. Guys, let me clarify. Love Paris. Love French people. It's just some of them are a bit racist (laughs) and Islamophobic. I have to put it out there. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. As someone that was in France for a month, I have no. Obviously, like, what are they going to say on you? You look literally, look like them, okay? I, I, have, I literally look Arab. I look I like such a tourist. People are I like, but you're going to literally look like that. But, like, they banned the hijab and, like... Yeah, no, that, 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 that's Anyways, so we'll talk about We'll talk about that another day, but, yeah, continue. Yeah, so for today's episode, we all, like, prepared sort of, like, some controversies that are, like, probably like not close to us but that we feel like very like attached to like in the story like one of my favorite sports watching the olympic games is gymnastics so i'm going to talk a little bit about that but marga is going to start because she's going to have some controversies about the 2020 plus one olympics so i'll head it to her marga go okay okay so what i knew i wanted to do a lot of research um about was a bit this story that, uh, well, more like the history of the Olympics when it comes to equality, to gender equality, and um, women versus men, and like the figures and how we ha- we have been treated, like the female gender has been treated 
um, during the, the years. Um, so, of course, up to this day, we know that we've had like less women than we've had uh, men in the Olympics uh, competing and as part of the stuff as part of everything that relates to the Olympics. And of course, the stigma around women and sport still exists. And it, it, it does, even if now we're going to be talking about how Tokyo is the first kind of gender equal um, Olympics, we still, we have said it already. There's so much to be done still. And the fact that, that now we're like equal in numbers, some people are like, oh, you got what you wanted, right? gender equal olympics well no this is not the only thing that we need we do not just need equality in numbers we need equality in every sense we need to have the same that you have because you're a privileged you're privileged because of your of your gender and we are not so of course um we've got we have figures we have um lots of facts that i can spill but of course what i'm gonna give is a bit of an overview of what it has been for women uh at the Olympics for, for athletes, especially in the past years, and how, of course, yeah, now Tokyo, gender equal Olympics, maybe we're going to see like a big contrast, right? Um, and uh, in comparison to what I'm going to say now about the history of women in the Olympics, well, yes, in some, in some aspects, and no, in some others, because there's still so much to be done. And we have had a really heartbreaking case of rape that is has been said to happen in in Tokyo. So um, let's just get into this and maybe we'll find out that, although of course we've come a long way since um, the, the, the Olympics in the 1900s first accepted women being athletes uh, in this competition, there's still a lot to be done. And even if you have the same number of women and men, you still don't have the same number of rights for women and men. So yeah. let's just start by saying, so as, as I said, women were accepted to complete to compete in the in the Olympics in uh, nineteen uh, in the nineteen hundreds. So it's true as, as I said in our quiz, it was not until uh, two thousand and twelve Summer Olympics, once in London, that all the participating countries sent at least one woman as an athlete, which is crazy because the first modern Olympics since we had had like this kind of 1,500 years of not having Olympics, since like the an, the ancient ones and the modern ones that started in 1896, I believe, um, in, in Athens. And we kind of got the tradition uh, again. We had this first modern Olympics. This first modern Olympics in 1896, they had no women. Then in, nine, in, nine, in the 1900s with the ones in London, we um, we did have uh, women finally, but um, of course, what happened was that um, not not London, sorry, Paris. The ones in in the nineteen hundreds were the ones in Paris. We had finally we had women, but of course it was not from there until London two thousand and twelve that we had all countries sending their women as part of their teams. So that is exactly one hundred and 12 years since we finally it's such a long time we finally so got that we finally got every country to send a woman a, a female a female athlete and is it because there's no talent among women when it comes to sport no that's yes. not it no, yeah sure no that's not it and if they were sent 
he would be sent just for certain sports that are thought to be feminine enough or not too masculine for them to be good at. So, I mean, Kat is getting a lot more into that. But of course, what, what I have to tell you is that women, when they finally were allowed to get into the Olympics, they showed the world that they were worth being there. So it was not about the lack of talent. It was about the lack of equality. Yeah. So in Paris, 19, uh, uh, in 1900s, it was the first time that a woman was featured in, in, the, in the games in the um, category of uh, sailing. And we had uh, this woman called Helen de Portales. She was a Swiss American born, but Swiss um, woman that was that won the the gold. Uh, and she was the first female Olympic champion as part of, of the team to win that sailing event. No one else had. Then we also had Charlotte Cooper in those Olympics. That was the first female to win an individual Olympic event. So it was the women's single tennis competition. Tennis, in which when we hear about tennis all the time, very we're, always, we're always hearing about the same names. We always hear, and I remember this one interview that is so famous where they when they asked Andy Murray, like, how do you feel you're the first ever uh, that has won like um Two gold, gold medals, medal, a single today, gold, yeah. a single gold medal in, in tennis? How are you feeling? And he was yeah, like, I think, I, I think like Serena and Venus have Serena like won and like, Venus had done and, and Venus have won like four each already, four, four each already. So he was, so like, he was like, shut up. So it's not about lack of talent. It's not about tennis being a male sport. It's about you ignoring us. It's about us not being equal yeah. to men. And yeah. of course, it, we've wait, come a long way. Something? Yeah, of course. Can I say something real small? That when you were saying about like a woman just being on display on the for like earlier Olympic Games, I remember that when I was studying this documentary about the new sports, I remember I, I remember I took a screenshot of it. And one thing that they said about that I have it here, it says, uh, the Olympic Games in 1896 by the father of the Olymp modern Olympic Games. He said mm -hmm. it was a display of manly virtue, and the award was the polite applause of women. That was the first, like, the vision of the Olympic Games until the 1900s and probably farther on. So women were the award. And like the, I just, the, I just the ones that, that were the ones that were four years before the 1900s, yeah. right? The yeah. first modern, modern Olympics. <laughs> Define that as modern. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That was like four years before. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. A lot to change in society, you guys. But you know, you would think, of course, we've come a long way, right? In Tokyo 2020 plus one first gender equal Olympics, we're sure doing better. Well, the rape case of a 30-year man from Uzbekistan that has been arrested because it's been uh uh it's, it's suspected that he has raped a woman at the Japan and the Japan National Stadium. Well, that kind of makes you think maybe we have not come that far. Maybe. Only maybe. It was literally hours ago. It was the, on Friday evening, July the 16th, that this news came out. And it was said that this man had allegedly raped a woman, like a 30-year-old man had raped a woman in the, in the stadium, in the literal stadium in Japan, in the national stadium one of the venues for, for the Olympics. 
a place where you would think she could find herself like of course like what do you think about the olympics a place that is protected full of guards yeah, full of police, like, uh, lots of security right well yeah. in a stadium this woman has been raped and of course the, so of course the headlines say like allegedly allegedly because of course a woman that has been we raped don't she's, she's she's a liar she's a liar until the until he is proven to be guilty he's innocent and because she is a liar and that's what we've been seeing for the headlines of this man that 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 what he did and and raped this woman literally the other day in this first gender equal olympics well being gender equal in number when it comes to elite athletes yeah maybe it's something to clap for for some minutes about but now let's go back to the real world We are not equal, not in sports, not anywhere. So, yeah. and we're going to keep seeing that. So Kata has some yeah. tea to tell us about how, I mean, we've seen this poor one that have nothing to, has nothing to do with the athletes yeah. and has been raped there, but God, ma female athletes, they go through really tough things as well. And Kata's going to tell yeah. us about how toxic some of these sports can be for them. Yeah, but like I don't know if Tala, you want to say a thing or like say something. No, I don't no, want to. Oh, okay, okay. okay she's she's so, enjoying the team. Literally, I'm gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna give you like a little warning right now. I'm gonna be talking about sexual assault, and uh, so it could be triggering for some people. So like this is your like warning. I will say when the warning is off, and I will probably try to put the timestamps on YouTube. I'll try. Um, so I'm going to talk about gymnastics. Gymnastics, it's probably one of my favorite sports to watch. I was never a gymnast, but I think I really wish I could. I think it's so fun just to see like those girls, especially the girls, the guys like, eh. but the girls, <laughs> <laughs> they like they're really fly and they're amazing. I think they just defy gravity. And the thing about this, and I think the thing I like the most about gymnastics is that it gives so much power to women. The thing like, when you're jumping, where you're like doing the balls, when you're like on the balance beam, you're so powerful. And the athletes themselves say it, like people say it's what it's like to fly, but they like what it's like to have power. And it's so amazing for them. And gymnastics, it's one of the most viewed sports and it's the female one, not the male. The female, the female uh, category for gymnastics, artistic gymnastics is one of the most seen in the Olympic games. And I think it's really amazing for them. Like it's, it should be seen. But the one thing that we don't see behind the scenes is something that happened for over 20 years in the uh, USA Olympic team for gymnastics. So there was this man, fuck this guy. His uh -oh. name was, his name is called, he's, he's Larry Nassar. He was the Olympic team doctor. Oh, when you I think about, about a doctor, oh no, oh, oh no. Oh, when well, you know about, about a doctor, you I know like trial. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah. so that was. I saw the whole trial. I've cried the whole thing. I saw the whole trial. I remember. Yeah, and this man. Okay. So for over 20 years, he had access to over 250 girls. He allegedly and actually no, raped actually. and sexually Probably. assaulted 250 girls over 20 years. He was the Olympic doctor for the Team USA and the, and the women's division. 
he was also uh, the, the team doctor for Michigan State University. And he also really liked to coach and help at his high school and the local high school and in local gyms, which basically means that he had access to a lot of young girls. As a doctor, you think like, like they didn't know anything about it. Like they Mm -hmm. thought he was a doctor. He was respected by everyone. So like, yeah, and that's the thing, right? When you're a girl, like uh athletes. So before really I get into it, like I will try to say like why it's like not a shock, but like a shock to a lot of people. So as a doctor, what Tala was saying, like he, like a lot of people, a lot of the girls were like, oh, well, like he knows what he's doing. And also like when you're an athlete, you're very used to like, adults like handling your body seeing like no you have to do like the pike you should do it like this no but like the aminar you should like uh, like they will touch like their legs they will touch like all their bodies so like they're really used to like touch another thing about this is that he was like in like gymnastics the coaches are really strict with like the athletes yeah. especially like the once in the olympic team and the national team he was like the guardian angel of all these girls because he was the nice guy. He was giving them gifts. He was making them feel like safe, feel comfortable. If they were injured, he would say like, don't worry, you're going to be fine in five days because gymnastics is the life of these girls. They All they want to do for over 14, 15, 16 years of their life is go to the Olympics. So one little injury could like hurt them so much. And that's what we go back to what happened. So... When this man was in sessions with the girls that were probably every single day, uh, he uh, girls come into his like room. He sexually abused them. He um, touched them where he shouldn't have. And yeah. the thing is that parents were in the rooms. Parents, he did it in such a way that parents were not able to see and even though girls could feel really uncomfortable about what this man was doing could feel that something was wrong well like their parents were there and their parents were not saying anything and after the sessions they were feeling kind of better this man went so far that he even took gymnasts to his basement to have sessions and it was normal around Michigan State he abused a lot of women a lot a lot of girls and actually, the first time someone talked about it and someone put alarms, the little girl was like, hey, so like this guy's doing something, was in 1997. And this woman was only put to jail until 2017 or 2018. I'm not sure. Oh my God. So, and are actually 17 events of reporting until the final event of reporting. And I think the worst part of all this is that, so I don't know about like how much you know about gymnastics, but um, so... One of the most important gymnasts of all time is Nadia Kamanechi. She was the first woman to score a perfect 10. She was uh, from, I forgot the country, Romania. And her <laughs> trainers, her coaches were uh, Marta and Bella Caroli. And they're like, and then after a lot of years, they went to the States to train. And their training were so intense. Like literally they will put the, athletes to like streams and they had a ranch in the middle of nowhere they had a ranch with girls would come in for almost one to two months to just train the only thing they did there was train and the only good person that was treating them there it was actually Larry Nasser. Larry Nasser had like this girls for over one to two months all by themselves for basically him um in a ranch 
in the ranch. So like that while they were training, they will also have to go to like medical like things. And like the girls say like oh the fact, like they're like you know like you're like I don't know you did like a lot of jumps in the air and they were like oh like now my leg is aching so they had to go there or for like just because you're an athlete you always have to go to like med- to the med- to like medical aid and he was he was yeah medical checkups and stuff yeah he was the Olympic team doctor the national the U.S. national Olympic team doctor what happened with this man I- like go. No, I was just gonna ask the the two girls that you said trained the girl from Romania. How do they relate to to I'm just him? Because like she no no she doesn't relate, but she like oh. just it was about like the coaches like that's like the coaches of this girl like probably one of the best coaches like in the whole world. They were probably like helping this man abuse over two hundred uh, over two hundred girls. Um, oh my I god. Think, yeah, like they they just give access to him, and like one thing that's like written in the like uh, gymnastics code is that there's not a possibility for only the doctor to be with the gymnast. But in the ranch, mm-hmm. it was always just Larry with the gymnast. Yeah, that because was they were wrong. they were like isolated from everyone, right? So who would say? Yeah, anything? exactly. Like for week, uh, like weekly appointments because they're yeah, and they need to be yeah, and they check up. Yeah, and, and the mm-hmm. thing about it is, is that it was not something that, like, it was not talked about. Like all the girls in the team, Simone Bio and and yeah, Amy, Amy. I don't know what's her name, and a lot of like, yeah, uh, very well known U.S. gymnasts like spoke up. Yeah, like, spoke yeah, that's and, they and were, the, like, having yeah, she, no, Simone didn't go to the trial. But I forgot her name. Ali Raisman. She Ali. was the. That's what I mean. Ali. Ali. Yeah, yeah. Ali. So that that's what I was gonna like lead into. So it was like something that all the athletes like talked about, until one girl like actually like leading into 2016 Rio Olympics, they she like voiced she reported, and because she reported like if you want you can see like the documentary called Athlete A. It's on Netflix. It's like basically mm-hmm. based on this girl she reported and because of that it said that that's why she didn't go to the 2016 olympics even if she scored more than girls that went to the olympics in 2016 after she reported and after the 2016 olympics more and more athletes started to come out and to say this such as like ellie raceman and ali raceman she's a two-time olympic uh she went to two, two olympic games in 2012 2016 uh she won a lot of like medals in both and she was like the mom of the team she won she went mm-hmm. to the trial uh, Simone Biles which is basically the goat of this of the Olympic Games I'm so excited to see her um oh, yeah. mm-hmm. sure, me too. so crazy for gymnastics she's literally like in a league of her own and she's being underscored I could talk about gy- the, like Simone Biles like a whole episode but Question. like people- did she have relation to the um, to this doctor as yeah. well yeah Simon yeah. did Simon, uh-huh. like, oh said about it. She's like, she won four gold medals and a bronze medal in her first Olympic Games. And she's coming back to in Tokyo for more because she just wants to. She can. So, like, yeah. a lot of athletes went for this. And, like, I think one of the most important things that I remember that, like, Simone said, and, like, now with, like, all of the things that are happening, like, in, like, the Olympic comedy, like, you just like say that you're taking care of your athletes, but like it took you for over 20 years to send this man to jail. You like 
I think I saw like Simone was crying. She was like, you had one job and your one job is to protect your athletes and you didn't do your job. You just let this man go over and over and over. And like in trial, which is like, I do recommend seeing it because it's too brutal because like it's too intense. But like he just pleads to the, she just, he, he writes a speech and he goes to the, to the, I forgot the name, but like in the trial, he gives a speech and he's like, well, like, actually, like, I'm so sorry, but like, um, like, I'm not, not really. So yeah, so that's the uh, gymnastics Olympic games. I, yeah, that's like my controversy on it. It's just people don't protect gymnasts and they yeah. should. And like their gymnastics is one of the things that gives more money to the U.S. because a lot of people from all over the world go to the U.S. to train. Mm -hmm. A lot of people watch the Olympic Games because of gymnastics. Like what I tell you, Simone Biles right now, she has three uh, like things, like three movements in gymnastics named after her. Like she's mm -hmm. just so crazy. And like people like all over the world are talking about her. People all over the world are like so excited to see her for like this new, new event. But like you couldn't protect her her you couldn't protect your best athlete from a man that was abusing of her for over and over and over again mm -hmm. so yeah and that's my this, gymnastics. this girl that you said um she spoke Ivy? up right and she spoke up and she was like dismissed from the team from going mm -hmm. to the olympics yeah. was it because this man that she spoke up uh, against uh was he still in the in the team yeah. even after the all these allegations and yeah yeah, so how how is he not dismissed the moment he, very well. well, he should have been up. dismissed in 1997 exactly how is, you, how is he how is he not dismissed the moment everyone loved him um and that's the thing so that's like everyone loved him like i i would like if you want like i can put like some documentaries that you see about it i've seen a couple I'm gonna watch that one you said. You should see Athlete A's most things like on the athletes, but there's another one. There's one that's called Defying Gravity that's like about Tokyo 2021. And there's another one that I saw last weekend, but I don't remember the name. Anyway, so that was my first controversy. And I have the second wow. one, but it's like not a lot of controversy, but it's like to lead, like a topic to lead on. So I'm gonna talk about this amazing woman and how I met this woman. So I was on my plane flight and I needed a movie to see that I wanted to sleep to. And I ended up loving it. And it's called Leap. Did I buy so much Chinese propaganda? Yes, I did. So <laughs> this movie is about Lang Ping. She's named, she, her like artistic name or her, she's known as the Iron Hammer. She is a volleyball player. She won't really, she's a volleyball player. Now she's a volleyball coach. But the thing about her, and I think now we can lead a little bit more in like, the politics of the Olympic Games. Yeah. So for a lot of years, China was like out of like the world, let's say like China was like there, but like it was not really interacting with a lot of countries until the Olympic Games in 1984. And they wanted to come back with a bang. And they certainly did, thanks to Lang Ping, which is probably one of the best athletes ever to spike. She does like crazy jumps. And um, she basically became a Chinese icon. She got a lot of goals, like that year coming back for China, they got a lot of goals and they reestablished China as one of the best countries for sports. 
fast forward, she moved to the U.S. and then she ended up coaching uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. team. And then um, the Beijing Olympics in 2008, she went back to China as the coach for the U.S. Thing is that she had to compete with China with the U.S. team and the U.S. might have or might have not won against China while they were in Beijing. So she was named a traitor against her own country because she had a job for another country. She stopped coaching uh, gymnastics. She started coaching volleyball for a lot of time because of this controversy, because she was called a traitor after she was basically the icon of like everyone in China. Mm-hmm. Until 2013, when she started uh, coaching uh, volleyball in China. And now they she took China as a coach to win the Rio. They won gold for volleyball. And the thing about it, and I think I think a lot about this woman and the movie that I saw is called Leap. And the thing about it is that she has like been an icon for this country, but also she's been at least for me, she's also like a real like important like figure for politics in the country. Because she was a traitor, but she was also their pride and joy. And also the way she's training now in China is like. I don't know if you know this, but like in China, if like you show signs that you're good at a sport at a young age, they will take you to train for like the rest of your life. She's one of the like she's wow. one of the people that like has moved forward that ideal. So like I think because of her, like China has reestablished themselves in the politics world and like as a world power. Obviously, economics has a lot of to do with it. But like when we talk about the Olympic Games, we also it's like also stage for you to see the different countries. So, like, if you see a country that's putting so much money into sports, like, that gives you, like, a little sense of it. So, yeah, that's about Lang Ping. It's not a lot of things, but, like, I think it was really fascinating learning about her while I was trying to sleep in the airplane. You um, didn't sleep, did you? I, no I sleeping. Didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I should see a movie with subtitles so I can sleep. I didn't. Um, so, now that we're talking about geopolitics, I will hate yeah. it. Go yeah what? she's got a lot to say she's got a lot to say about politics right i mean i mean i'm just time? gonna do a shortcut because we don't have much time um but 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 you're gonna cover some politics yeah right now that so you're passionate about been, there has been an israeli boycott basically um like throughout the Olympic Games, uh, Israeli athletes kind of have been, you know, barred from some competitions. Even though they do take part of the Olympic Games, a lot of Arab athletes and competitors um, around the Middle East refuse to play against them, uh, play against Israeli athletes in support of the Palestinian cause and liberation and against the occupation apartheid and, and all of Israelis' war crimes against um, Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one example goes for Iran, which is, you know, Israel's biggest threat. They for literally forbade, like forbade their athletes to not compete, um, against Israelis. Like if they come, like, it's not allowed in Iran, Iranian athletes in the Olympic games, because obviously Iran and That's Israel so are kind of in a very geopolitical war. Um, yeah you know it, it goes deep into that we'll talk about it in another episode but and like, I remember Kata said this before starting the episode like um you know each Olympic Games they always have uh they always um what, what is it called 
there do was a minute of silence minute minute of silence for mm. um, um for one thing and they also do it for for israelis who have been kidnapped or like killed um which is interesting because i've never really heard of that so i don't know what do you guys think about that like do you think it's fair do you think it's too much um yeah so so katis so, you did you did say so heard, you heard like, about this i did a search mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i didn't search much but like while it was like 5 a.m and i saw the olympic games this morning what they said is that in one olympic games i don't remember which year uh mm-hmm. some israeli athletes were kidnapped and then killed and because of that and because like all of the boycotts that have happened all over the years and like all of the bad things that have happened but specifically this event they always have a minute of silence because like they are like seen as they died doing what they love they like they went to like whatever country whatever city because of that i think we would have to research more about it but i thought it was really interesting because like i do understand like that like like it's needed like in some ways like if you die because of sports like mm-hmm. if you die like unfair like on like an event as important as the olympic games like you should do it but i feel that they're like yeah. a lot of worth like i think like i don't understand why we keep doing it so like after so many years like this year they added covid to it but mm-hmm. i don't know like i thought it was kind of interesting like and now that you talk about like boycotts like the olympic I mean, games I understand have always been really political i mean i understand the boycott no no yeah if i was the killing but like kidnapping obviously not but um um like the the boycott because i personally i'm am, i'm boycotting israeli products so i wouldn't if i was a competitor or i was an athlete i would i wouldn't really want to compete against an israeli like it just i i feel i would feel very uncomfortable and mm-hmm. i just wouldn't feel like mm-hmm. i have the need to compete against them you know um i, I, I guess it's just like in support of mm-hmm. Palestinian liberation movement and and what we've been kind of suffering for years yeah but I have a question on that has been like trying to like erase our heritage wouldn't it be better just to win to them I mean true yeah for sure but it's not I've thought about that it's not about because like then you're just letting them win you know but but it's not if you boycott if you boycott if you don't if you don't gain if you don't play they will win that's true that's true <laughs> but what, I'm, yeah. saying is, what wow. I'm saying is what since they don't acknowledge us that since they don't acknowledge our rights since they don't ac- acknowledge our basic human tendency to live on our land why should i acknowledge <laughs> <to> like <laughs> play with them <laughs> kata speaking spanish kata, kata, you're speaking spanish and we're all hearing it <laughs> um but yeah like why would i have like the acknowledgement yeah. to, to play against them like i don't have to yeah you're kind of like not acknowledging them back in exactly, a way in a way because we've been been treated like that for years yeah you know i i saw one it, and we're going to talk more about this in another episode about the palestinian yeah. real situation the whole situation but um you know there was a joke that said you know in 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 the, in in arab culture when it, when you meet a palestinian they're never going to let you forget that they're palestinian and why is this it goes deeper than that it's not only just a joke because we've been for years israel has been erasing our heritage our culture our 
everything about us and trying to erase our history. And so mm. that's why when you meet a Palestinian, they're not going to let you forget they're a Palestinian because we need to show for a fact that we exist and that we have a land. Yeah. And the same goes with this like boycott. It's just like, we're not going to acknowledge you if you don't acknowledge us, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it does. You if you don't respect us. Exactly. It makes sense. That, you know? So, yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, like, you know, you could win, you could play against them, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's just a game. It, you could, you know, just let it pass you. But I, I feel like it goes deeper than that. And I mean, I don't. I don't see the problem with them boycotting against Israeli. Athletes, no, you know, not at all. I think I think they're, the gesture they're doing it makes a lot of sense because then if you lead to winning, it could be seen as as we said as oh we're winning, we're not letting them win. But the fact that you play in the first time in the first place means like you're you're acknowledging them just, but they wouldn't acknowledge you like if they win against you they'll be like oh we won against palestine mm -hmm. but if they lose against you they'll be like no we didn't lose because actually they don't exist like they they will always have that argument with you so actually kind of like just being like okay you don't acknowledge me i won't either i'm not gonna play i'm not gonna like get into this game for you to like be the one carrying the narrative is like a really brave thing to do and it's like these athletes, their life is their life, their their, their purpose and their careers is a sport. Yeah. And and the fact that because of their country and because of their love for Palestine and the Palestinian cause, they would go and be like, I don't care if I like lose because I don't play. I just yeah. wanna like make a I mean, statement just, with my action. Admirable. That is exactly. something admirable. Exactly. So so it's it's beautiful and it, it really shows the commitment of the athletes exactly. with what the country they are represented. Exactly. They That's are I mean, a nation. I remember what's his name? Colin Kaepernick. I don't I forgot his name. The one who kneeled, he plays American football and he kneeled when oh. they um were uh, the when the national anthem of the United States was playing and he got so much yeah. that. but that alone made a statement. Um, you exactly. know, for the Black Lives Matter movement to show that Black people are still being marginalized, Black people are still being discriminated against, Black, yeah. black people are still being silent, being killed. It makes it to the black news. It makes black. it to the news as well. Yeah, like, on so that he, note, even yeah. though he lost his spot yeah, on the gonna, NBA, he, say, he was anywhere, everywhere. He, he was everywhere. Exactly. He lost his spot. He was completely trashed. But yeah, he made it for his people and, and, and for basic human rights, basically. And I don't feel like that's a problem at all. Like, I, I no, it's not so much. And I respect that with, with Arabs who so respect Israel, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kanta, what were you saying? Yeah. About kneeling and protesting, then about kneeling and protesting. So, actually, Tokyo 2020 games are the first time ever that athletes are allowed to protest so if you kneel during wow. a national anthem they will not say anything if you wear an attire or if you do something they will not say anything it's like legal for you to protest and i think it's a step forward and i think it's really nice absolutely yeah sure. kind of it, it gives it it gives it a, a new level of, of freedom of expression to the athletes and to what they want to say i think that's really good now, especially this year with everything that we've had, I think we need it. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad. 
And when it comes to what you were saying about like the moment of silence for Israelis, I guess I would have to like um, do some research, but I do wonder uh, if, I mean, of course, whatever happened to those people is like not justifiable, but yeah, for sure. um, I want to think like, was has this been the only time that something like this has happened? That's, I'm kind of wondering like, have we had any other athletes? I know there you? was a massacre in Montreal, but so, I, I, so I know do we have a minute? Montreal, nineteen something. And do we but have a, mi- we have, a minute of silence for a massacre? Yeah. No, so I, I mean, is I mean, do we have a minute of silence for that? You know, if 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 it's the only thing that's happened, these athletes died uh, because of we know because of pol- a political issue, but do what they were doing, and because of their love for sport and this being their career, of course, it was unfair. It was unjustifiable, and I understand there's a minute of silence, despite the fact that I do not agree. And t- from the VN talks, we do not agree with what Israel is doing at all. Yeah, but it's of like, course, we do understand what why they would arrange that for them because they died in the Olympics. But we want what I would like to know, and I would have to research on is how do they I, I do just, the same for an, another massacre for other people that died in the same situation for at least that have died even practicing the sport in the Olympics, you know? That's what I would like to know. So I could like assess okay, so this. I just I just okay so I just Googled and mm-hmm. it says uh near the start a moment of silence was taken for those who died during the pandemic as well for the members of the Israeli Olympic team who were murdered during the Munich games of 1972 and wow. uh, it says that uh, Israeli Olympic team members killed by Palestinian gunmen at the 1972, wow. and it was uh, 49 years ago. I it was 11 victims. Oh yeah, wow! That's it. That's all. Wow. That's, crazy. that's all our research. That's obviously not justified whatsoever. Um, I don't agree. With, I don't kill. I don't agree with any killing. Um, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with the boycott, it's just like I'm not going to play against the oppressor. If that makes sense, you know. Of course. Like for yeah. for any of you guys, like if Kata, for example, like you um yeah, I'm you're very nationalistic about Colombia and and you know very proud Colombian as you should. Um, but if you saw if you if you played against in, in the Olympic Games against your oppressor, like any it could hypothetically be any country, would you like it just your your former colonizers? <laughs> Your former colonizers, but I mean, like people, the countries who have now who still continue yeah. to somehow oppress you, or it could it be even hypothetically? I'm not even talking about the Olympic Games; it's just in general, like the, the bigger picture, like um, you know, your corrupt government. You know, it just it just it goes deeper than that. Uh, like, yeah, I understand. It's just like yeah. I think boycotts are not a Colombian thing. Oh, uh, no, we just like. <laughs> buy it over like it's like no like i'm being honest like i think like if we like have to like fight the oppressor and stuff like i don't think that like we would like boycott like i'm being like i'm being really honest like i think probably something totally different would happen Mm -hmm. Um, but i understand why like people do it i'm just like saying like hypothetically but it would still be without boycott but it would be whatever you guys did it would be in the same way Palestinian athletes do, it would be in statement. It would be political. Whatever it is, yeah. it would be a statement to let people know, yeah. like, this is happening. We make it to the news so you see this is the reality we are living and why we're doing still, this. Because the whole world is kind of against 
Palestine and Palestinians. Like the whole world is with Israel and Zionism. And it's like, this is the only thing we can kind of do to make a stance and support the cause really. Like yeah, raise, raise awareness. Raising awareness. That's literally the only power we have. Like the United States of America, the strongest government in the world really is with Israel, is, the, is Israel's biggest ally. So what power do we really hmm. have other than just being making statements and and not acknowledging the oppressor if that makes sense but yeah that's I feel like it I does relate to why yes that's true competitors have played against or like who have refused to play against Israeli athletes if I was uh in a you know a competitor in the Olympic Games I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to play against Israeli athletes I mean I guess this is personally for me I'm not saying all Palestinians or Arabs are like me but since I have seen you know, since I, me as a Palestinian, I've seen everything who's been raised with the Palestinian cause. Of course, yeah. you know, I have to think like this. And, I, and, I, and I'm proud to think like this because I don't want to have that acknowledgement for, you know, a country that has oppressed us since the beginning of time, you know? So yeah. that makes sense. But anyway, yeah, that's true. I think this political yeah, statement is... Yeah, I think this political statement just relates so much to what has been going on this year, what is clearly going to like be a topic of discussion this Olympics, and something that really relates to us in the sense of not only just Tala being Palestinian and us supporting the Palestinian cause, but just us as IR students, and we really have a lot to say when it comes to politics, and, and we really like expressing our opinions and literally being able to see that out of the Olympics, we could get into the Palestinian cause, we could get into um, yeah. feminism and gender equality, we could talk about uh, the, the controversies about the sexual assault. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy how much we could like get out of this topic. And I think this kind of political statement is, and you want, you, you can say it better, it is a good thing to end this episode, right? We yeah. can end it with this a statement from Tala and the Palestinian cause and move on we uh, till we see you yeah. in the next episode. Thank you guys for watching. Yes. Or in listening. Thank you for seeing. Thank you for watching. Remember listening. to like follow us on our social media and email us. Um, yeah. And I was just going to say hope you see the Olympic Games. It. Hope your favorite win. Yeah. And we have a newsletter. Please, Kata, sign up to the newsletter. Please. You're the host. Please sign up to the newsletter. If you're the host, and the I will. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. And if you have any juicy Olympic controversies and tea, you can DM us about it. We would love to share yeah. our stories in our Instagram stories. We want to know. Yeah, yeah. please. Love okay. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.